Thriving in Singleness, Episode 24. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here's your host, Tom DeLong. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Today we have Caleb Edwards as my co-host. Caleb, how you doing today, man? What's going on, Tom? I'm doing well. How you been? Oh man, I've been good. God has been so good. But man, I really appreciate you driving all the way here to Lancaster just to record this episode. Sure, sure. No problem <laughs> at all. Yeah, anytime. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm just messing with you on that because like you were so willing to just come up and record with me in person. The irony of that is I don't even have a setup to record two people in the same room. Right. But I can record with people halfway around the world. So technology, <laughs> right? It's just a little bit funny that way. So, Caleb, I love you so much. I've known you for a long time and I've known you since before leading Young Life and right. in in that minor way you somewhat followed in my footsteps and you led Young Life yourself, right? This is correct. Yeah. And how long were you leading? Uh, I'm pretty sure I led like three, three and a half years. Awesome. Yeah, that's right about right about the time that I was leading Young Life. Who do you, who would you say was your biggest inspiration in being a young life leader? Hmm. Biggest inspiration. I would have to say Jesus, frankly. Ooh, you know, that's a good that answer. Would, <laughs> yeah, that have really to be good the answer. One that, you know, <laughs> pushed me to push me to go in that direction for sure. <laughs> uh, as far as young life leaders, I mean, there was you, Theron, Dutch. You know, lots of different people who all fed in in different ways and. Definitely, it was like, yeah, this is yeah. something I want to do. That's awesome, and I was no way digging for that answer either to be part of part of that reason. But no, no, yeah, I, <laughs> not at all. But like now, as a leader, what what do you think was the? I mean, I've sh- I've shared some pretty wild young life stories. Unfortunately, you weren't actually my young life kid. You were at a completely different school. Mm-hmm. But we were in the same district. We got to have a lot of fun, fun stuff together. But when you were a leader, what was your wildest, like craziest le- young life moment as a leader? Right. Um, so I coach high school wrestling. So my uh, my cabin was always a group of of wrestlers. And it doesn't matter if you're wrestlers or not. Every cabin at camp always wants to have a fight night with every other room or cabin. Oh, in the goodness. camp. They're, they're high school guys and they just want to prove themselves in some way and mm-hmm. too much testosterone in a building. But it's always something as a leader we shut down. We're not going to do this. It's dangerous. We don't want to have to deal with this. But um, there was one night, my final year leading, that um, a couple kids started to roll around. Uh, everyone moved all the furniture to the side of the room. Leaders weren't in there yet and they're all being safe about it. The entire building, like almost all the guys in the camp out of these 500 students are standing in this one room circled around and the leaders are like, what do we do? What do we do? And it was like, guys, we'll be fine. I, I coach, we'll, we'll keep them all safe. So it was me, another wrestler. We're like being the referees and we're just letting kids pick out each other and, and go after each other. Oh my goodness. All safe. We, you know, we just take downs, let them tap out, whatever. Nobody got hurt. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going for like, you know, half hour or so. And these kids have flashlights. They're like giving these crazy announcements for their friends to walk out and come down the stairs after each other. And then uh, this other high schooler who was a senior that year, who was, you know, he was 6'2", 250 pounds, um, who was helping me ref. He's like another campaigner helping me out and everything. And he squares up in front of me. I was like, hey, those kids were good, right? And he's like, take your shirt off. Let's go. Oh, no. And this kid squares up with me. I was like, he's got to be kidding. Like, he knows I coach. He knows. He's, you know, I'm 5'8 and... 180 pounds so i think he he felt he could um he could do something but it was like no he's joking he's kidding and then the whole room of 300 high schoolers is screaming oh oh what's gonna oh my (laughs) and the other leaders are all like caleb caleb you're not gonna go against him you're not gonna go against this kid like we can't do this no one no one knows what to do here and i was like he asked for it like (laughs) i i have to um but long story short like we squared up it got all exciting and took the kid down and choked him out gently, helped him stand <laughs> back up before he passed out. But, um, yeah, it was the craziest, easily the most fun night to be a leader and just, like, watch these kids go crazy oh, after each other and then put this giant kid in his place a little bit. It was also yeah. fun. So, And I'm sure the kids knew not to cross you after that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My kids already knew. It was everyone else at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know, for anybody who doesn't know Caleb listening, you know, I would describe Caleb as the perfect height. Like, Caleb, how tall are you? Like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, on a good day. 5'8", five, 5'9", five, yeah, like perfect height. So you're not short, you're not tall, and you're super muscular. Like, like you're, Thank you. you're, you're well stacked. And, man, last time we got together and I gave you a hug, like, oh, man, it felt really good hugging you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. You too. It felt good to hug you as well. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm 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 a little bit more skin and bone than what you got, but yeah, that's all right. But as a leader, what do you think was the the most influential part, like the most meaningful part of being a leader? Um, being able to be a mentor and somewhere for high school kids to turn and to ask questions in general, mainly like. I remember being in high school and I had a young life leader um, who was fairly involved with my life and everything, but a lot of times throughout high school, not knowing what direction to go or not having someone that I felt comfortable enough to ask questions to. And especially being in a position of a a wrestling coach, like I'm literally teaching these kids how to beat me up as my job and to have that kind of a connection with them. It's like, I have to be vulnerable with them and say, Hey, move this way and you'll take me down or do this and I can't hold you anymore. And to like show that vulnerability to a kid in a, you know, a physical combative way, the, the depth of conversation and uh, just trust that's then built there gives them the freedom to ask any questions, to be vulnerable about what's going on in their lives and what they're struggling through. Um, So just to be able to be that, slightly older person who's either been through that or not sure maybe not sure what to give them as an answer but to be able to be there for them yeah and you're probably experiencing this already where the the dividends of that time you spent with those kids keeps on coming on like it keeps coming Mm -hmm. back to you in you know the relationships you've built and the friendships that are made and it's just incredible how that continues to 
kind of like pay you back in a way where it's like you, sure. you've grown and developed such incredible friendships with people. It's just such an amazing feeling seeing that long-term impact and continues to grow with, with those people you've been able to feed into. And so just recently you got back from a road trip, didn't you? Correct. Correct. About a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. And how, how long were you gone? Uh, just, just about six, six and a half weeks. Okay. That's, that's pretty solid. And, and were you with anybody? Were you on your own? Totally, totally solo. Oh man. So have you done road trips with other people? Um, some small stuff here and there. And then, uh, when I was married, did a a road trip cross country and back with, uh, my now ex-wife. Gotcha. And so what is... What is the difference between like going by yourself and going with someone? Like what are what are the main differences of, of doing a solo road trip? Um you you have to think about yourself. You have to ask yourself a lot of questions, whereas you're not thinking about whoever else you're with. You have the simple stuff. I get to pick what's on the radio the whole time. I get to choose the podcast. Yeah. I get to pick when we eat, when we all everything. But mm-hmm. the deeper side is you're you're with yourself for a long time and asking questions, deep thoughts, letting things all come out to the surface. You lose the any facade of who you are around anyone else, whether it's a close friend that you're traveling with or whatever, all slowly falls away uh, mm-hmm. the longer time you spend alone. And um, that can be super uncomfortable uncomfortable in what way i think most of us don't like to dive into the depths of who we are and why we are the way that we are i know that whoa Whoa, that hits deep right right it's uh uncomfortable for anyone to have to face the fact that all of who we are and what we do is largely because of ourselves our own decisions and choices okay and diving into your problems or your shortcomings and recognizing why you're falling short of who you could be or what you could be due to your own mistakes or lack of knowledge and certain things you just have to face in humility that personally I deal with enough pride that humility can be rough to run into headfirst and be like, yeah, let's look at all my problems and be grateful for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I know you mentioned about, you know, you, you did a road trip when you were married and, mm-hmm. you know, with your now ex-wife. And and I'm sure everyone listening is, is like, hold on, wait, rewind, what's going on there? And, you know, <laughs> can you can you tell us a little bit about about what happened, you know, before the road trip and, you know, what happened in your marriage and going on with that? Uh, before this past road trip. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I've been, it's almost exactly a year since me and my ex-wife split up and decided to get a divorce and such. And so the past year has mostly been a process of being healthy, kind of coming back into my own person outside of a, a relationship or a marriage relationship and, um, what that looks like, finding out what a healthy balanced version of myself, you know, before I got married, I was, you know, I got married when I was 22. I'm 25 now. Okay. And looking back, you know, those years being in a relationship and 
finding, you know, how to get back to a balance, a healthy balance. I was in a fairly unhealthy relationship that I lost a lot of healthy habits and certain things that um, I wanted to rebuild in my life and also just reflect a lot on who am I now? What direction am I heading? Um, that's a big thing with uh, the whole road trip. I think I may have said it to you before. Uh, mm-hmm. I told a lot of people, this is my, my quarter life review. Okay. So I turned 25 in June and I, uh, my adult life since 18 has been a lot of go full speed for as long as you can crash, go full speed for as long as you can crash. Um, I've had, you know, a couple different careers, essentially been self-employed, I've been married, I've been divorced. It's a lot going on from 18 to 25 and, um, yeah. just really wanting to take a full step back and look at who am I, who do I want to be, who have I been, what's built me into this version of this adult. I don't want to live the rest of my life on autopilot being who Mm -hmm. I am due to my environment. Uh, I want to look at the decisions I've made, the people that I've kept in my life and kind of decide who I want to be and what direction I want to go for these next 25 years. And I don't want to do that in a passive way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think doing a a quarterly review of life is, is super healthy. I mean, just to get deep down, inside of yourself, understand yeah. what is going on, what is affecting your decisions, are you making the right decisions, what's coming up next, and especially after you go, after following up with something as harsh as a divorce, sure, that's something that, there's a lot of processing that goes along with that, and there's so many changes going from being in a relationship and then going into singleness and that's something that I mean, honestly I don't think it's been talked about on this podcast very much at all is is that transition of of a relationship followed up by singleness and and what that looks like and what would you say is the most difficult part about that transition it's definitely a lot of difficult parts so to put it as the most would be difficult yeah i would say some of the most difficult things are a loss of identity in a sense, you know, going from mm-hmm. a husband to not a husband, uh, having a partner who's, you know, your best friend, you talk to about everything you see more often than anyone else, stepping out of this identity that you had mentally and emotionally, it's a loss. And so adjusting to balancing on your own again, and then there's the other depths of emotional pain that depending on your situation, you know, for me, um, I, I used to say like for a guy, like I'm pretty in touch with my emotions. I used to think that anyways, okay. I guess I, cause I cried once a year or something. I felt like I was in touch with my emotions, All right. um, but, uh, you know, through, through marriage and through divorce, especially just recognizing the amount of things I've, I've buried which we're largely taught to do as men in this society and everything. Learning how I bury things to then be able to uncover them and look at all the things that have been unaddressed for, you know, months, 
years and different scenarios that they don't just go away. You can bury it for years and years and years and they will stay there until they've been addressed and been uncovered. And that's mad uncomfortable and completely necessary. And I think it's not yeah. just a guy issue. I think we all do it, men and women, in different ways. But learning how to do that was potentially the most uncomfortable part. And I'm still learning it. I like yeah. to think every every few months, you know, since this time last year, I'll go through a huge breakdown of kind of emotionally breaking down, not sure why, kind of unveiling some more things, feeling a lot more feelings, uh, discussing it, journaling it, all these things and kind of working through. And then I'm like, okay, all good. I'm done with it now. I'm over everything. Yeah. I figured it all out. And then mm -hmm. two months later, it all happens again. Um, yeah. So still still figuring it out and trying to drop the pride of thinking I will get it all done someday and recognize that emotions just keep coming, you know? You yeah. just keep having them. It's a darn yeah. shame. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so difficult. And And I remember when you know, we were last together, we talked about this a little bit and, you know, since, since having time of self-reflection, you know, for, mm -hmm. for when, how long were you dating before you were engaged? Um, a little over a year. Okay. And how long were you engaged before you were married? Two and a half, maybe three months. Okay. Pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. So I think Larissa and I, we were dating for eight months followed by a seven month engagement, which, you know, I mean, the, the math kind of, you know, goes the same. I don't think there's like a timeline sure. that would, you know, show as detrimental or something, something done wrong. Is there something in the dating relationship that you would have done differently? Um, not that I would have known at the time. I mean, even thinking now, yeah. like there were a lot of ways I kind of let her lean on me, kind of allowed a codependency, Okay. which I think set up an expectation. Uh, we had an unhealthy idea, I think, of the level of uh, wife leaning on the husband. Okay. Whereas for me, thinking like, yeah, love her as Christ loved the church, give your all for her. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, my tendency to save her in situations and her tendency to lean on me became unhealthy more after we got married. But um, there was probably, there were definitely hints of that in dating that could have been dealt with or addressed sooner to create that healthier balance. Okay. And, and I'm not trying to come to a pinpoint of like, here's what you should have done or anything like that, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, you know, I know who you are. I know you're really good. And, and also part of, part of marriage is recognizing that it's a sinner marrying another sinner. Totally. And, you can't expect to be marrying a perfect person. And if they come across as a perfect person, you're in for a very big surprise <laughs> when those blinders come off and, hey, you've been married for two years and that honeymoon phase is over, you know? So <laughs> it's, <laughs> and, and that's a very real thing. 
And like, what recommendations do you have for somebody who is single prior to getting in a relationship? And then what's your advice for someone who is in a relationship of some healthy things to be focusing on that they might be able to get into a, a healthy marriage or watch out for something that might end up not being healthy? Um, so before, just in general, not necessarily off of anything, don't, don't look for it. Don't be chasing after it. Kind of embrace time alone. Uh, Mm -hmm. dive, dive into knowing yourself and, and who you are and, uh, get comfortable with that because this, my, my second point is for when you are looking for someone or you are dating someone, look at how well they can be alone. How yeah. balanced are they are in their own individual life, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, relationally. Look at all those things. Are they leaning on someone else in every category for each of those? Or are they you know, able to be independent in those ways by themselves? And that goes yeah. back to, are, are you doing those things or are you completely dependent on other people in your life for each of those. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, I try and emphasize a lot on the podcast, like I'm, I'm huge on maximizing every chapter in your life, you know, whether sure, that's yeah. in a, you know, in singleness, in a dating relationship, in engagement, in marriage, in parenting. But I, I really put emphasis on the importance of being solid in who you are and in your singleness Mm -hmm. because trying to find someone to complete you is very detrimental because you're not laying your foundation on Christ and looking for someone to complete you forms that type of dependency where there's, you know, there's, there's two different sides to that one that is the one being depended on. And then the other one that depends on that entirely that they lose sight of who they are. And sure. I've seen that in relationships before. It's very unhealthy. And especially when it when it comes to breakups, even even divorce aside, just breakups in general. If someone built their identity on another person, that absolutely wrecks them. And they are lost. They don't know who they are anymore. Right. And that can be so so tragic in a sense of, of that self identity crisis. And man, I I love that you, you went out and you just roamed the country for six weeks and you saw so many cool things. You took so many cool photos. I love all the stuff that you've posted. And, (laughs) and I think, yeah, I think it was really important for you to, you know, just, just get into that. And like you said, not a lot of people are comfortable, are that comfortable with themselves in a, deeper sense of themselves and man six weeks that'll do it i mean oh yeah (laughs) i haven't done that long of a trip on my own i've done different road trips by myself and they were fun but nothing like six weeks that's a totally different level yeah yeah it's definitely different i mean the first half was very little communication with people mostly Mm -hmm. just a, a couple texts here and there letting people know i was still alive but um it wasn't like week three. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll call and catch up with a couple people here and there. Mm-hmm. Still, 
driving hours and hours alone and spending most of my time in the wilderness or hiking or whatever. But the first two weeks, I was like, no alcohol, no sugar, go, go without phone service as much as I can and just sit in the uncomfortableness of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that was definitely the hardest. And then coming out, like you lose the identity you have that everyone affirms around you. So everyone treat mm -hmm. like you treat me the way you know me to be. And so yeah. like I respond in that way. Your parents, your friends, everyone has an idea of who you are and everyone reacts accordingly. When you step into no communication, you know, not having to react as Caleb to anyone in any direction, you're like, okay, who am I anymore? After even mm -hmm. 48 hours, 72 hours, you're like, wait, I haven't had to do anything Caleb-like in this long. And yeah. that's only, you know, three days or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then you're, you know, really just letting it all come out like, okay, who am I and who have I been? What does this look like? What habits and programs have I developed in my mind that, which ones do I like? Which ones do I need to get rid of? And looking back on past relationships and recognizing different patterns and habits and that you were mm -hmm. totally unaware of yeah. things that just make up who you are that, you know, yeah. Sorry, ranting a little bit. No, that's that's literally what this podcast is all about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and right. and that's cool. Like, what were what were some of the greatest places that you saw on your road trip? Uh, I mean, most of the time was spent in Colorado and Utah. Uh, those are two states I hadn't been to before, so really wanted okay. to hit some um, national parks and different stuff. You know, you see on Instagram and everything. Yep. So. I mean, every park in Utah and around Moab is just unreal. Yeah. You, uh, you know, you'll go and hike 10 miles a day for four days in a row and you drive mm -hmm. to the next park and you're like, do I really want to go look at rocks again? <laughs> and then you go to the park and you're like, these rocks are so much better than the last rocks. I don't know why, but they are. I know. It's so true. I mean, that's so, that's so true about Utah. I mean, a, a couple of years ago when my wife and I did a road trip in Utah, uh, I, was, I was driving and everything's just amazing. We're on Route 12. And I'm recording a Snapchat and Larissa, she's just like a, trying to sleep in the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yep, she's, she's, I've overdone it. She's seen too much of Utah. They're all just rocks to her now. <laughs> right. And she's like, they were rocks in the beginning, dear. <laughs> so Utah wasn't Very her true. favorite place, but I can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. And, and she was pregnant with our daughter on that trip. And mm. so we were doing some different hikes, and she was dealing with morning sickness, and it was absolutely terrible. And right. we, one day, you know, we're aiming to go up Angel's Landing. So she has to stop like every hundred feet. Oh my goodness. Throw up behind a bush every once in a while. People are like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're dehydrated. Like here, take some water. And she's like, no, no, it's just morning sickness. And so I'm, I, I wasn't the husband. I was like, okay, baby, it's all right. We can just turn back and, you know, chill out in the hotel. Like I was like, don't worry, babe. <laughs> this is the only thing we're doing today. <laughs> Push yourself. We're almost done. We, we can do this. It, I'm, oh I'm not gosh. pushing you. We can do this. And, and we made it to the top. And and a, a very 
very brief little rain got a lot of people to to leave the top and head down but we we made it and it was it was oh, nice. super uncrowded up top it was perfect and it wasn't a lot of rain so it didn't soak anything but awesome. it was good and totally worth it but yeah and i was like yeah i don't know if i'll be able to do this hike for another for a long time yet so oh yeah i was pretty motivated to get up there but just an <laughs> example awesome. of a little how, how selfish admittedly i can be but <laughs> yeah and you know what what else has god been teaching you through uh through your road trip and through uh you know what's been happening over the last couple of years yeah i think a couple couple big things my personality i think i think a, a lot of people deal with this but i definitely relate anyway in this case of that i feel that i need to produce to be worthy of anything and um it's okay to slow down mm-hmm. it's it's to learn to rest and that doesn't have to be eight weeks of sprinting and then crashing because you get sick that can be regularly resting that can be taking good care of yourself that's not wrong and then just humility especially when i do something like working too constantly or chasing after a goal whichever it tends to be I stop looking inward as much. I stop recognizing how much I'm using my pride to protect the identity I've built of myself to someone and mm-hmm. recognizing actions, behaviors, conversations, little little things that I can let go of that I can, you know, embrace humility more. Um, yeah. So learning how to do that and and where that balance comes in of like being who you believe you should be and balancing that with humility, which will probably be bouncing over both sides of that line for the rest of my life. But, you know, constantly looking to grow in that. There's, There's a lot of things that came out of the trip, mental patterns and things where I bury myself, bury things emotions especially with pride that I was so unaware of that to find out something so deep about yourself that you had no clue of is extremely uncomfortable it's as if someone was like hey do you know you've had this knife in your back for 12 years Hmm. and you're completely unaware of it and it's just a behavior that's damaging you and maybe damaging relationships that you had no clue and yeah if the, you don't take the time, if you don't have the right conversations or read the right things, there's certain things that may never come out. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that answered your question. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, and what, so what's coming up next for you as you're looking forward, as you're, you know, you're back from your trip and, you know, getting your feet under you, what do you got going on? Yeah. I mean, right now, um, mainly just coaching I, uh, for work, I, I trade currencies online on the foreign exchange and then coach wrestling. I plan to coach and do CrossFit through the winter season, hang out with family and friends over the holidays. And then springtime, I'll probably start traveling again. All right. And what's on the agenda for that traveling? Potentially Hawaii. All right. Um, but still, still up in the air. We got a couple months to figure it out, so. Yeah. 
Nice. And now what what advice do you have for people who are single listening to this podcast? Which I think you shared some advice, but if there's any other advice that you might not have had a chance to share, is there anything else that you'd recommend? Uh, speaking of someone who's you know been through marriage and come out on the other side of that. Yeah. Um, along the similar lines of what I said already, um, make sure you know who you are. Build the habits you want to have in a marriage now of like essentially the habits you would hope the person you're going to marry has. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like, so be be the type of person that you want to marry. If there's something, a characteristic that you want to see in somebody else, make sure that you have that characteristic. Right. And, and you know, if and, you want someone spiritually healthy, you know, be spiritually healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't have any of those things that you're going to. Uh, don't hope for something in someone else that you're not already doing or that you already have. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you have those as well as you can be building those in yourself because you're going to carry habits into a relationship. You're going yeah. to, those habits are then going to bleed into the other person's habits and who they are. Mm-hmm. So to be leading them well and loving them well, set yourself up as best as possible. And you're never going to have more time than you have right now to do that. Yeah. And you know, the time priorities change so much between being single and being married mm-hmm. because sure. singleness that it's it's your timeline you you choose how you're managing your time and when you're married you're held accountable and you have to make yeah. sure you're balancing your time well and that is another level you know being a dad i got to make sure that i i spend time with my daughter and that's not a hard thing for me to do i love spending time with my daughter i just have to make sure as i as I work, as I do my podcast, as I lead youth group, as I work part-time, that I am making sure I'm not forgetting my my life at home. If if I wasn't married, I'd probably be doing a lot more with ministry. I'd probably be doing a lot more work as well as I you know try and get myself towards developing passive income and and getting right. set up with that. So sure. Um, but is there is there anything else that has been on your heart lately we haven't had a chance to cover yet? Um not necessarily. I mean the main the other thing I would probably say this is I mean goes for singles or people in a relationship um mm-hmm. married or dating taking just overall taking care of yourself, making sure you're as healthy and balanced because like I mentioned that in singleness also in a relationship, you're you're only able to give an output of of love and care as much as you're able to. If you're not healthy and balanced, you're not able to give that output of love and balance to those around you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, finding that balance between being selfish and taking care of me versus I need to make sure that I'm doing the things that keep me who I am, who I want to be for those that I love. And not letting go of that. I know in my marriage, there was a lot of times where it was like, no, no, I have to give up this because she wants this or this is 
who I need to be. I, you know, I stop working out, stop spending enough time alone, stop investing in myself and other things that make me who I am mm -hmm. and continuing to be an independent person that is growing and in the relationship you can pour out and that's good and that's great and you need to do that but make yeah. sure you're you're doing what you need and what you love that keeps you who you are yeah i think that made sense <laughs> yeah that made, that makes absolute sense and that's very important too because not a lot of people are able to hear from that aspect of you know been single and you know which i feel like you really rocked your your singleness before and and you did great with that <laughs> thank and you, thank you. and i know you will moving forward as you have have done in the past year um you know but you know having you know singleness to marriage to singleness those are some pretty wild transitions and you learn a lot and that's where not too many people get to hear that aspect of how it how impactful it is and how it changes you and the importance of things you do while you're single that can set you up for a healthy marriage. Right. And, you know, and, and I love you. I, I don't feel like you stomped on any red flags on the way into it. I think there's, there's an aspect of humanity where we're, we're all sinners and, and we're all flawed. And when, when we face those situations and, and oftentimes they're beyond our control and, Sometimes there's things that we might overlook, and hindsight is twenty twenty. But going into it, you know, it, it's it's very hard. But that's also why it's so important to focus on being that healthy person, knowing yourself, and knowing to leap, look deep inside of yourself. You know, prior to Definitely. to going into that. So I mean, I really appreciate you know what what you brought today as far as a you know, a different point of view. A lot of people really haven't had a chance to hear yet. So, uh, but besides that, what is a favorite verse or a verse that has been on your heart lately? Um, favorite would, um, be Matthew six thirty three. Okay. Seek, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these shall be added unto you. And that's probably been favorite or like my staple verse since, early high school all right that's good and how can we be praying for you moving forward uh, i guess you know that i would be able to essentially hold close what i've learned in this time alone and not step out of this uh depth and just run towards the next goal or run towards the next thing that i would keep the balance of um connecting in the spirit and yeah i think that narrows it down Okay. Yeah, certainly. And where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, Caleb A. Edwards, one word. So at Caleb A. Edwards, C. Caleb with a C. All right, Caleb. Yeah, I guess there are some K. Caleb's out there. I'm. That's weird to me. I've always. They don't just, talk to them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we just won't kidding. talk to them. All right. But man, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a blast talking to you. In the meantime, everybody, thanks for joining us for this episode. Get out there and seize the day. Maximize every chapter in your life. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.